Oh, thank you, Father. You can uh, begin to turn to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Before the team goes down, Brother Damon, would you just pray over the word and prepare the atmosphere for God's presence? Father, we bless you for your word, Father, you, for we God. know that in your Lord, word there is life, there is truth. Please, and we thank, thank you, Father you God, that this night, in this Holy, place, your Holy, people have Holy, ears to Lord, hear and hearts to receive the engrafted word of truth, Father. We thank you that as our pastor delivers that word, it becomes clear to us that we not only hear it, but become doers of that word and apply it in our daily lives, Father. We thank you for your spirit that is here, Father. We thank you that he is the teacher of the church, Lord God, and we receive this night the revelation of truth that is found in your word, Father. We thank you for it, and we praise you, Lord God, that this night we will be changed from the word that we received this night, Father. We thank you for it, Lord. Praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As a believer, you have authority to speak life To other people. Well, what we forget is you have authority to speak life to your own flesh. And when you begin to experience weakness in your body, talk to your body. Tell it, body, you are redeemed from the curse. Weakness, you have no place in me. I'm the healed of the Lord and I walk in divine health. The word of truth has empowered me to possess God's ability in me. I am the healer of the Lord. Thank you, praise team. Men of valor will be putting notes in your hand. Thank you, Father. We bless you, sir. We worship you. We exalt you, glory in you. Can you see that anointed organist that God is sending us to make that Hammond talk? Someone who will flow with the praise team and minister on the console of the Hammond. And uh, are you beginning to hear that anointed drummer God is sending to, to keep the beat going? How can the beat go on if there's nobody beating? <laughs> Guitarists, wind and brass instrument players. We leave the harp department a little andante, but I'm tired of the pizzicata being a little loose, so <laughs> call them in. Yes. A full team of musicians that will work with Brother Richard and Sister Michelle and flow in the anointing and praise God on the wind, the stringed percussions. In fact, we need somebody that's pretty good on a pair of congas. We get a conga player, I'll go get some congas. We'll double up on the beat. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith 
with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. In addition to all the armor, and there's so much stupidity and frivolity being taught about. I've, I've seen seminars where they teach you to every day get up and I put on the helmet of salvation. I put on... Nobody is that dumb. It's not done that way. It is done in studying the New Testament to understand what is the helmet of salvation. That is all the passages that deal with my eternal walk with God so that any thought that comes to my mind that says you're not born again, you're not saved, you're not redeemed, it's not real, it's not true, I cast it down with the word of truth. The breastplate of right standing with God is for your protection. That means my heart won't sink, not the blood pump, the belly. Won't sink because I have the breastplate of righteousness on. So when the devil comes by and goes, you ain't nobody doing nothing. You ain't going nowhere. I go, it is written, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's not some silly thing you do every day. It's the word of God that you hide in your heart and you train your mind to. But in addition to having all of the armament of your feet, your head, your breastplate, your loins, all that girt around, I can run the race. Your loins girt about with truth. I can run the race because I have the Word of God undergirding my strength. It's like a weight belt when you go into Sam's or Walmart and you see all the guys walking around with a the girdle on to protect them when they're doing heavy lifting. Well, when I have the word of truth, I can do the heavy lifting of the lies of Satan. But it says, in addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you, who? Say me. Me. Which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. The shield of faith, that's a barrier between me and the challenge that has just come at me. The shield of faith is a wall I've erected of truth behind which I stand, and every time the devil fires a fiery dart, I know the word of truth that counteracts that lie. There are too many people praying, God, the devil's chasing me. God, the devil's attacking me. God, the devil's after me. But it says, you extinguish the flaming arrows, the lies, the fiery hot lies of hell that he's sending at you. You extinguish it with that shield of it is written between you and that arrow. The shield of faith between me and the challenge. But prove yourself doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Do you know what deluding yourself means? A lot of times the devil doesn't have to defeat you. 
you defeat yourself because you think you know the answer and you don't. It says be a doer of the word. What is a doer of the word? It's one who applies the word where it's needed. In word or in action. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? Wait a minute, Pastor Jim. That verse just said a person's faith can save them. Yeah, especially when there's fiery darts coming at you, lives of Satan saying you're broke, you're sick, you're going to hell, God doesn't love you, nobody likes you, you're in this all on your own. You save yourself by applying the word of truth to quench that flaming lie that was launched towards you. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he's not working it? Say, work it. I've got to work faith. But if I don't know what faith is, can I work it? If I'm not working it, it can't save me. I've got to work the faith, keep the shield up, Faith is trust in what God said and in who and in He who has spoken it. You've got to have faith in God and you've got to have faith in what He said. We're to take up the word of truth. When do we take it up? When that fiery dart comes saying, you're not going to make it to the end of the month and you go, my God supplies all of my need. It's coming at you and say, you're coming down with something. And I go, no, it is written, with his stripes I was healed. You've bitten off too much this time. You're going down on this one. I can do all things through the anointing that infuses me with divine ability. I keep the barrier between the lie and me. If I don't, I'll do something like, well, I wonder if I really did something wrong. Now I've invited the arrow in. Well, you know, I have been having a pain in my sacroiliac. And Myrtle Faye did die of cancer. Church, listen. You can't touch the lie. You've got to keep the word between you and the lie. You can't handle it. You're not strong enough. You can't discuss it. You're not strong enough. You can't do anything with it except stop it with the truth that defeats the lie. We're to take up the shield of faith. Not we're to pray for God to do something about it. Call the prayer tower. Call the prayer line. Call six prayer partners. 
And for God's sake, don't call anybody that calls himself a prayer warrior. If they aren't any smarter than that, they don't even know how to pray. I know it offends some people, but there's no such thing as a prayer warrior. To be a prayer warrior, you have to believe that Jesus didn't defeat the devil. And that somehow you've got to defeat him with your prayer. My Bible says the Lord Jesus paralyzed Satan, and the only thing that works on him is his mouth. And I can't think of a greater example than you tell me, I'm going over and beat up that guy in the iron lung. Well, he's a quadriplegic in an iron lung. Why are you going to fight him? Well, he said he can whip me. The asininity of some people and the gullibility of those who flock to them, there is no ministry of the prayer warrior. Because to be a prayer warrior, you've got to believe that Jesus left the job unfinished. Death, hell, and the grave were not defeated at the cross. Sickness was not defeated at the cross. I have somehow got to go to war and defeat these demons. No wonder we're not winning the world. If the victory is still in question to us, Jesus didn't say, fight the devil. He said, fight the good fight of faith. What is the fight of faith? Holding on to the truth in the face of lies. The fight of faith is standing with the truth when all the lies are present trying to get you to look at them. He didn't say, fight the devil. He said, enforce the peace. But one who looks intently into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. First, I've got to look into the perfect law of liberty, the new covenant. Then I've got to abide by it, and I've not... I can't be forgetful about what I have read and learned and heard that I'm going to be blessed in everything I do. When the blessings are far between and few, we know what you're not doing. You're not looking into the law of liberty and abiding by it. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness, in humility, receive the word implanted, the King James says engrafted, which is able to save your souls. Pastor Jim, I thought my soul got saved at the new birth. Your spirit got saved at the new birth. Your soul is still in question. The soulless realm, the mind... 
There are many times that you have heard and learned of a believer who went crazy, lost their mind. How could that happen? God bless their simple hearts. If they were born again, they're born again. But I've seen people that lost their mind. Brother Hagen's mother, before her death, went through a period when she did not know who she was, who her son was, didn't know anything else. But you could begin to pray in tongues around her, and she would begin to pray in tongues with you because her spirit was still alive. It's in times like that that you can see the division between mind and spirit. Brother Brian and Brother Damon shared with me when I was in the hospital in a coma. They would come and sit by my bedside and read the Word. And when they would say, Rise up, man of God, they said, Even in a coma, I tried to sit up. Why? My spirit was stronger than my mind. My mind was out to lunch. I was in a coma. But my spirit man was ready to get it on. Church, as long as your mind and your spirit are divided, victory is very hard to reach. Therefore, You've got to put aside all filthiness. Well, I thought that just all went away when I got born again. When you got born again, did you forget all the cuss words? When you got born again, did you instantly forget that you didn't like your mother-in-law or whoever? No, you have to put all of that away. Because your spirit man got born again. Your mind is still operating on a carnal plane. And it will drag you down if you don't empower your spirit to wash your mind with the word of the new covenant. A lot of people wait until their back is against the wall mentally, spiritually, physically, financially, and then they want to pray and read the Bible. Hun, if you're on the deck of the Lusitania and it's already started down, it's too late to take welding lessons. Implanted or engrafted, the word of the new covenant now produces the fruit of right standing with God. not our natural or human response. Pastor, what do you mean by natural or human response? When a, a fiery dart comes at you, do you go to your thoughts or do you go to your storehouse of truth? Your belly is the real heart of man. That's where you experience fear. That's where you experience joy. That's the throne room of God, your belly. It is written, out of your belly shall flow. But most Christians go, my heart, I gave the Lord. God don't want your blood pump. 
He wants the seat of your human emotions. Extinguish. The word extinguish means to put the fire out. Or in this instance, more literally, to pull the teeth out of that lie. Flaming arrows, lies that inflame. False words direct from hell. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life, and it is set on fire by hell. He is describing here the natural tongue connected to the natural brain. But the supernatural tongue, empowered by the recreated human spirit and the mind washed with it is written, can put out the flame. And just as the mind untrained can bring death, the mind trained can bring life. If human natural words are aflame, how much more the words of the evil one? When he comes to you, not with a thought, but with an attack, a deception. When we engage Romans 12, 2, we are on a course to replace fear and doubt with faith in truth. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world. Don't let the world shape your opinion of you or any situation. You ever notice how when you put water in a jug, it conforms to the shape of the jug no matter what the shape is? Your mind will do that with what you put in it. And do not be conformed to this world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have to transform you because salvation gives you a new spirit. Applying the word of the new covenant to your thought life and your reasoning ability gives you a new life and a new thought pattern. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. We won't go into the three stages of growth there. But you can prove what the will of God is. Wait a minute, Pastor. How can I prove what the will of God is? If I, because my mind automatically goes to my God supplies all of my need, and I direct my life in that direction, I can prove that it's the will of God for me to prosper by prospering. A number of years ago, I began to decree I'll never be broke another day in my life. I understood broke back then. 
I carried the definition around with me because there was nothing else in my wallet. I could just stick the definition in there. Broke. <laughs> Sadly lacking. But the Lord dealt with me. Lou and I was living in a borrowed house, believing God for groceries and gas, because there was times that we had to believe God for somebody to knock on the door so we'd have gas to get to church or groceries to eat. And during those times, God was kind. We had people that had never tithed before come by on a Sunday morning, knock on the door and say, I wanted to bring my tithe by. I'm going, you've been at church two years, and I've never seen a dime out of you. <laughs> and you show up on Sunday morning at my house to bring your tithes by? And I would thank God and realize, God, you're working through channels that have never worked before to show me you can. And when I got to that point where I was crying out to God, God, I've given it all up for the ministry. We lost our house. I lost my gun collection, my jewelry collection, my my collection of cars. We even had to sell our house to pay our bills in the churches. And here I am with nothing, living in a borrowed house. And the Lord says, who asked you to? And I realized I've believed a lie and I've been damned. And I'll be damned if I'm going to stay that way. <laughs> and so from that day, I began to pray. Father God, I thank you that you do exceeding, abundant, above and beyond all I can ask or comprehend. Now, we didn't instantly have food on the table, but within a month, I had $70,000 in the bank. And I've never looked back. And if I needed a new car, I would just go write a check for it. Because I found there's a secret in God of believing. You've got to be a tither. You've got to be a liberal giver. And then the windows of heaven are open. And after that, you can make sure that there's always something coming through by laying hold of promise after promise after promise of God. And church, God never said that He supplies your need according to your paycheck. I have people all the time telling me, if I could just make more money, hon, my God supplies my need whether I get paid or not. Amen. I have many times gone over a year behind in pay. Every bill paid and nothing lacking. Why? My God will get it to me one way or another. I said, my God will get it to me one way or another. Yes. Do you trust your God that way? And do not be conformed to this world. Don't let the world shape your thinking and believing. But be transformed from how the world operates to how God operates by renewing your mind with the New Testament truth so that you may prove what the will of God is. Well, I, if it's the Lord's will, He'll heal me. No, I'm going to prove it's His will for me to be healed by decreeing with the stripes I was healed and walking in health. I'm going to prove that my God supplies all of my need by having all my needs met and helping other people meet theirs.
Coming to understand 2 Corinthians 5, 17 is a process, not an occurrence. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away, and behold, old things have become new. That is not an occurrence that happened when you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and as Lord of your life. It's a process that begins with that, but comes as you equip yourself with a new covenant. The washing of the carnal or natural mind is the first step towards faith. If you're still thinking natural, God, why haven't you? God, why don't you? God, when are you? You're carnal. Paul called them carnal Christians. Carne meaning meat. So Archie Bunker didn't pioneer that phrase. Paul did, meatheads. The washing of the carnal mind is the first step towards faith. Church, if I stopped on that one sentence, you have learned a lesson tonight. It's impossible to be in true faith if you don't know what the new covenant says about the situation you're facing. Well, Pastor, I'm just going to stand in blind faith. No, you're just blind. There is no faith. It is impossible to stand in blind faith. I've got to be seeing what God said to be in faith. That's why I tell you, believing is not faith, and faith is not believing. So that Christ might sanctify the church, her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. Just like H2O is what you wash your hands with, the word of the new covenant is what you wash your mind with. And the more I bring in with the stripes I was healed, the less, oh, my aching body has an effect. The more I wash my mind with, with the stripes I was healed, the less fear comes when they announce flu season or some crazy mosquito. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. When I keep his word, it purifies my path. David said also, Thy word have I treasure in my heart, that I may not sin against you. That's not the thou shalt not. Thou shalt not smoke, thou shalt not drink, thou shalt not date girls who do. No. Thy word have I treasured in my heart so that I won't sin against you by doubting you, questioning the situation. And you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Did you know your mind has a spirit? It is not like the human spirit. The spirit of your mind is an attitude. 
It's hard to stand in faith when you talk like a loser. It's hard to stand in faith when you're in agreement with every newscast. Church, it's time to understand what the Lord was saying. Render to Caesar that which is Caesar's. Render to God that which is God's. And I see all these idiots going, well, I'd vote for Donald Trump, but I don't think he's a real Christian. You're voting for president, not pastor. Well, I would vote for Marco Rubio, but, well, you're already lost, so I can't help you. <laughs> Someone asked me today about it, and I said, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump, unless something changes between now and then. How could you? He's not even a real Christian. I'm not voting for a pastor. I'm voting for presidents. And I said to them, if I need a bodyguard, I don't check their report card for how often they pray. I want to check their knuckles to see if there's any bumps there. I want to check their muscles. I want to check their reaction time. If you're going to be my bodyguard, I don't care whether you can pray or not. Can you fight? Are you listening, church? Yeah. Render unto Caesar. I want somebody that understands business. I'm tired of having presidents and senators who never had a job and never earned a paycheck and don't even know how business operates. I wouldn't let someone manage my checkbook who would never balance theirs. Well, Pastor, now we may have to change churches. You're going to vote for Donald Trump. Hun, if your relationship with God is that weak, go. It's time we had somebody they wouldn't cave in to everybody around the world. I don't want to go have coffee with a man. I don't even want to become his friend. I don't want to go to his house. But I wouldn't do that to a Rottweiler either. But, hon, if there's a burglar, I want a Rottweiler to turn loose on them. And our nation is being burglarized big time, and we need to turn a Rottweiler loose on it. It's only four years. We'll, in the meantime, pray somebody in that is amenable to the things of God. But right now, we've got to get our business fixed. And if you have a problem with that, you can call me, BR549. I'm available day and night. <laughs> And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. When you're born again, you should begin developing a new attitude in your thinking. That is different from the way you thought before you were born again. And put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. The way the New Testament sees me is the way I've got to begin to see myself. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation. I am a son of the Most High God. I'm an heir and joint heir with the anointed Redeemer. I have got to see me that way before I can be any good to the kingdom. 
Because as long as I still see me as a worm, as unworthy, I can't help nobody. The line beneath, what would you write on it? The spirit of your mind, is it one with truth? Have you developed an attitude of compliance with it as written? Faith is another way of saying trust in God. Faith and trust in God are synonymous. That's where so many people miss it. They're trying to build up some faith thing. You can't build up faith. You build yourself up on the faith that God has given you. How can you trust what you do not know or have engrafted to yourself? How can I trust a word that I've not made my own? When I engraft the word of truth in my life, I start producing the fruit of that new word. Just like when you take a native pecan tree around Austin and you cut a limb on that native pecan tree and you engraft a paper shell pecan tree leaf to that same place, engraft it, that limb will start producing paper shell pecans. When you engraft it is written to your life, you'll start producing it is written. But as long as you're quoting the Word of God, you're never in faith. It's impossible to be in faith and quote God. You've got to make God's Word yours to be in faith. Not God said, with His stripes I was healed. It is written, with His stripes I was healed. That's my comment. I'm not quoting God. I've become one with what God said. Taking up the shield of faith indicates an action one takes. It is not automatic or given to you. You must actively engage it. I've got to put the word between me and the lie of Satan. Taking up the shield of faith means I put the word of truth between me and every lie that Satan brings that's contrary to my new covenant truth. Using or applying this shield separator or barrier, you quench, not you ask God to, you quench the fiery darts. Get thee behind me, Satan, is a command of authority one must exercise to gain the advantage over his lies. You got to keep him under your feet or he'll crawl up over your toes and up your shin bone. And it says, I have the ability to extinguish most of, some of, all. How do I know I can? Because Second Peter 1, 4 says, For by these promises He has granted us His precious and magnificent promises, so that by them, activating the promises and putting the promises between you and the lives of Satan, you may become partakers of the divine nature. People will accuse you of acting like God, and you go, yes, I have permission to act like God, because this says, when I put the word of truth between me and the lie that's attacking me, I am acting like God. I have become a partaker of the divine nature. It is written. 
having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Yes, Pastor Jim, that carnal nature of sin and sex just gets in everywhere. No, the word lust here means desire. Desiring carnal things. I just want to break. That's a carnal lust. No, I don't want to break. I want to create a victory. I wish things was different. No, I make them different with it as written. If the devil would just leave me alone for a little while, that's a carnal lust. Because the word doesn't say, wish the devil would go away. It says, put him under your feet. It says, apply pressure to his posterior with one of your appendages. The word of promise that refutes the lie opposing you will affect escape or extinguishing. He comes at you with, you're not really saved. And you come back with, I curse you, lying devil. It is written, I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Not by what I have done, but by whom I believed. You're coming down with something. No, I'm coming up with the truth. It is written, with his stripes I was healed. Since I was healed, I is healed. Since I is healed, get the hell out of here. Pastor, you're cursing. No, that lie is hell manifesting in your presence. I don't want it there. Lust, desire for, want, need, lack, at the base or natural level. It's not about sex when it says lust. It's about desiring it because you want it, not because God has promised it to you. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith. This is the New Living Translation. In addition to all these, you hold up the shield of faith. You stop the fiery arrows of the devil. It will be most difficult to walk in the miraculous signs and wonders arena when still bound by the human intellect or natural mindset. I've told you from the end of last year and to the beginning of this year, this is the year of the miraculous and the supernatural. God wants to do miraculous and supernatural things in your life, but it's going to be hard for you to walk in that while you're still carnally minded, still thinking natural thoughts. Your mind has not been renewed by the engrafting of the word of truth. If you have to, get you a spiral notebook and sit down and begin to read through your New Testament and find every passage that is a promise of God and write it down and then start doing the I, me, I. I, me, I am the heel of the Lord. I, me, my, am the blessed of the Lord. The Word of God is full of blessings. I've been reading this week, and I find that there are over 300 accounts of interaction between angels and humans in the Old and New Testament. 
Over 100 of those 300 are instances where angels were affecting change on behalf of a human. And yet most humans, born-again humans, don't know anything about angels, and you've had one assigned to you since you were born again. How shall we, neg how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Angels are real. God's promises are real. God's word to you is real. The anointing is real. Miracles are real. Signs and wonders are real. They're all yours for the taking. All yours for the receiving. But if you don't know it's available, I have in my collection a, a certain rifle that I really like, but I don't care for the stock that's on it because it's a, a cheap stock. And I've thought many times I would really like to redo that stock. I even thought about talking to Andrew about, you know, maybe we could find a nice piece of wood and make another stock for it. And the other night I was looking through guns and ammo, and there's a company that supplies a stock for that rifle for a hundred dollars. Well, it starts at hundred, depending on the finish you want on it, it goes up from there. But all this time I'm wishing I had a different stock on that rifle because I didn't know it was available. I'd go to the gun shows and they were two or three hundred dollars starting and up from there. And now I find where they're buying them for under a hundred dollars, I just didn't know it was available. Oh, church. In the catalog are a lot of available options for you. Like being blessed, healed, assured of your eternal life of victory, of peace, of power, of might and ability. But if you never go to the catalog, how are you going to know what's available? There are, right here, exceeding great and precious promises that by laying hold of these promises, and activating my life, I become a partaker of the divine nature. I walk around earth ruling and reigning with Christ Jesus like a son of God. I ain't nobody's poor white trash living in nobody's backyard. I'm an heir and joint heir with Christ Jesus. The more I learn about who I am, the closer I can become to who he's called me to be. Church, I want to see you victorious in every area. When I say I pastor the wealthiest group of people in the wealthiest church the world has ever seen, I mean that. I believe that. I'm laying hold of that. That's my declaration. Job 22, 28 said, I could decree a thing and it would be established. I'm establishing that for you. But when I say wealthy, I don't just mean cash in the bank. I want you to have that. But I want you to have health, joy, peace, power, I want you, when you find a demon, you just cast it out and keep walking. You don't stop and write a book about it. 
You lay hands on the sick and they recover, and you don't bring them to church on Sunday so you can show everybody the person you laid hands on. Because everybody else like, I did that twice this week myself. I want you to walk in a supernatural realm. Supernatural means above the natural. Not spooky. No. When you go buy a new Mustang and you have them put a supercharger on it, it's still a Mustang, but it's a super Mustang. Because it's been charged with more power than it had. When you become a supernatural believer, you're not spooky. You're charged with more power than you ever had. So that Mark 16 becomes a reality. You lay hands on the sick. You cast out the devil. You speak with a new tongue. You put the devil in his place. Are you getting anything, church? Begin renewing your mind. Search the catalog and find out what's available, what belongs to you. Lay hold of it. Make it personal. Daddy God, we've delivered your word to your people. And this people is becoming strong in you. Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Because every time a lie of Satan breaks forth against them, they... Extinguish it. With the it is written word of truth they've hidden in their heart. Father, I thank you that the people of house, Lord, walk in health, walk in wealth, walk in joy, walk in peace. Walk in such a way that the world is drawn to say, what have you got, where did you get it, and how can I have some? Father, I thank you that they are living examples of your truth, doing your bidding, and changing the world with your kingdom revelation. And the people said, you're loved, you're blessed, go with God.